0: Glory be to Jesus, who in bitter pains poured for you the lifeblood from his sacred veins. Amen. If you do a quick review of scripture, if you turn through its pages, you will find ashes everywhere. Job himself covers himself with ashes to express his grief and shame. Jeremiah mentions ashes in the book of Lamentations. Ezekiel preaches to God's people that apostate cities would repent in dust and roll in ashes. Isaiah warns people about idolatry, worshiping false gods, saying that those who do such things feed on ashes. When Jonah preaches to the city of Nineveh, the capital of Assyria, the king and all the people of the city mourn in dust and ashes. Tonight, you heard the words of Christ to the people of Galilee, who had seen his miracles, heard his preaching, experienced his love. And yet fail to repent and believe the gospel. Here's what Jesus says for those Galileans Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works, that is, the things that he was doing, done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, right, places up north, They would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And Capernaum, Capernaum should sound familiar. It's where Jesus made his home in Galilee. You, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No you will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works, that is the things that Jesus did over the course of his public ministry, had been done in Sodom, and we all know what happened there, Sodom would have remained until this day. But I tell you, it would be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. Today we begin a new sermon series. It is called Promised treasures. And each week we will highlight a a visible, a tangible, a biblical object, one that illustrates who we are and what God has done for us. And a number of these objects are, are common. They're part of daily life. But remembering them in the context of God's gracious activity will help us, help you appreciate both your place among the people of God and your need for his mercy and grace in Jesus Christ. I would encourage you as you leave the sanctuary tonight to pick up a Lenten devotional based on this theme, promised treasures, as well as an activity sheet for families and their children to do. And you might have already guessed the tangible object for today. Ashes. Ashes appear early in the scriptures. When God confronts Adam in the Garden of Eden after the fall into sin, he reminds Adam that just as he came from the dust of the ground, as Adam was taken from the Adamah, so his body would return to dust again in death. Why? God had created Adam and Eve perfectly, but they would die because they had eaten from the tree that God told them would bring death. Don't eat from that tree. In the day that you eat of it, dying, you will surely die. Not to cause you social embarrassment, but you all have a little something here. I don't know if you knew it. You got a little something on your, yeah. You can wash it off later. But the imposition of ashes serves as an external reminder of the words that you heard from us as you came forward. From dust you were taken, and to dust you shall return. Death comes to all people because all have been born into sin from Adam and Eve, and all have sinned. Death comes to all. It is inevitable. It's scary. We can't sugarcoat it. There's nothing we can do to stop it. There is no one immune. And it's terrifying. We sit in dust and ashes and remember what Martin Luther scrawled on a note that was found on his person after his death. We are all Beggars, this is true. That's what he wrote in sickness on the point of death. And because of Adam and Eve's transgression, because of sin, all suffer in life. Even God's people. Now some of that suffering originates from our own selfish, destructive ways. Our poor choices bring harm to ourselves and harm to others. And they hinder and even break relationships, don't they? Other suffering happens because and as a result of living in a fallen, sinful, broken world with powers and principalities opposed against us. Take Job, for example. God blessed Job richly with a wife, seven sons, three daughters. He owned much land, had numerous servants and thousands of animals. He was one of the wealthiest men in the ancient history. Near East. In today's standards, you'd think Jeff Bezos, right? Elon Musk, one of those guys. However, God allowed Satan, God Himself didn't take it, God allowed Satan to take nearly all of Job's earthly possessions. God permitted Satan to afflict Job's body with boils and sores from the bottom of his feet to the crown of his head bottom of his feet to the crown of his head things were so bad that he literally scraped his scabs and skin with a piece of pottery to obtain relief now sitting in that condition amid all that calamity job's wife says to him curse god curse god and die. I'm sure Job wanted to. Job laments. Job questions. He does not understand what God is doing. How could he? So Job demands God answer for his actions. Job demands God answer for his suffering. And in response... God shows Job a cosmic view of his wonderful care for every living creature. His control and wonderful works for everything that has been made. And guys, it's all too magnificent and wonderful and broad and deep and high For Job to take in. So Job does the one thing that he can. When confronted with the things of God. He repents. He repents for his lack of understanding. He repents for taking God to task. Because God's cosmic view. Of his loving kindness. Helps Job to recognize. That every blessing that he has. And enjoys and possesses. Comes from God himself. Job does not follow the advice of his wife. He does not curse God and die. He repents in sackcloth and ashes. Today you do the same. You came out amid the wintry weather to sit in dust and ash. Ashes not only serve a reminder of our mortality, from dust we are taken, to dust we shall return, they also serve as an outward sign of God working in us. An inward confession of sin that also comes out. An inward sorrow and grief for our sin that also comes out. And a turning away from that sin. That's what Sitting in sackcloth, dust and ashes signifies. And amid those ashes, we also have hope, just like Job did. Job had hope in a Redeemer, his Redeemer. Amid his suffering, Job confesses this. Oh, that my words were written. Don't worry, Job, they will be. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Don't worry, Job, they will be. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed. Yet in my flesh, I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. My eyes shall behold and not another. My heart faints within me. Amid his suffering, amid things that Job can't and doesn't understand, he remains confident that God will vindicate him. Somehow, way, God will vindicate him. He has the utmost confidence in a redeemer. And not only a redeemer, but a resurrection of the dead. Take heart, dear Christian. You have that same confidence. Not to cause you social embarrassment, but you have a little something here. And you have something, a little something here. For when you were baptized into Christ Jesus, you were marked with the sign of the cross, both upon your forehead and upon your heart, as a mark that you were redeemed by Christ the Crucified. By baptism, you were joined with Jesus, a death to sin, into a death like his. But today, your ashes, in the shape of the cross of Christ, also bear witness that you are joined with Jesus in a resurrection like his. Because he lives, you will live also. Jesus promises you to raise you from the ashes of death and the grave to the light of eternal life jesus promises and it's not just him it's others he's done this before jesus promised martha well actually he said to martha i am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me though he die yet shall he live and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die from John chapter 11 and we think we might think that's nice Jesus that's a really good promise and then Jesus proceeds to raise Lazarus from the dead a man who had been in the tomb for 4 days you can trust Jesus and his promises No matter how unlikely it may seem, no matter how much of a beggar you are, Jesus promises this. St. Paul also adds to the reversal of our grave condition in dust and ashes. He writes, the first man, Adam, was from the earth. A man of dust. The second man, Jesus, is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of dust. That's you and that's me. And as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. That's you and me. Marked, redeemed by Christ the crucified. Paul says, just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Take heart, dear Christians. One day you will no longer bear the image of Adam, the man of dust, but will fully bear the image of Christ, the man of heaven. And God has already begun this good work in you. And Paul tells us that that image means everything. To be like Jesus, to be in the image of Jesus, is to have faith in Jesus and therefore to have life in Jesus. Paul proclaims, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. Job endured his ashes and his cross, and God raised him out of suffering. Jesus washes and raises you to the same thing with a renewed purpose. He wipes away all your ashes He wipes away your death and promises to bless you. In him, you are redeemed. In him, you know that your Redeemer lives, that he will stand on the earth at last, and you will behold him with your own eyes, in your flesh. In him, dear Christian, you are secure, both now and forever. You are people not of dust, but of heaven, everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace that surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith. In Christ Jesus, man of heaven. Amen.